It shouldn't be as are black people speaking up for Asians or you only care when it's about you. No, stop white supremacy. Like that's not the that is not the conversation. It's stopping white supremacy. So now we're the bad guys. All of a sudden, the black community has become the bad guys in the situation for not speaking up loud enough. Rather than the people who are causing the harm. And it's just disheartening. It's like I'm tired. Now I got to fight for not fighting. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. What's up, y'all? Um, my name's Arazio, and I ain't shit. Uh, so I, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, I, I was talking to one of my homegirls. And, you know, she was just kind of complaining about dudes in general and, you know, how she wants a good man. But what she's kind of um, been running into with like dudes kind of, you know, talking and laughing and kiki keying D- in the DMs for a week or two. And then it just kind of trails off or, you know, uh, she gets interested and they like pop up. So, you know, these new age terms and they call it like ghosting and submarining and all of that stuff. And she was talking about dudes that do that. And as she was talking about it, and she was like, these dudes ain't shit. And I, as she was kind of talking through that, I was like, she's really describing me because I do <laughs> a lot of that. Like, and, and you know, it's, it's because of what I went through and I'm still grieving and everything like that. I'll like, you know, I'll initiate conversations, not really even, oh no, like shooting my shot type stuff, but I'll initiate conversations and it'll last like a week or whatever. And then it just kind of like, you know, I'm like a, um, that that dog from up. I'm like squirrel and just like look somewhere else. And it's like, OK, I don't I don't talk to him no more. Uh, so, ladies, I, I don't mean the ghost. I don't mean the submarine. I don't mean to be doing that. Like, I truly am just like having conversation or whatever. And 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 that that's it. But <laughs> I, I can see how um, it could be misconstrued as me not being an ancient or me being a shit nigga so wow. i just i just want to you know throw that out there that i don't mean to be that way but, well, bro, in, in your defense uh we're best friends for a reason and i've been out the game for a long long time so as i remember it's not necessarily that you ain't shit or i wasn't shit. it was just the fact that our attention spans are very short and i literally in the middle of my i guess ghosting i literally forget about chicks I was just like it. Just it's like I should be calling somebody. I just don't remember who it is. It's just like it's just it's 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 not you. It's me. My attention span wasn't long. You're very you are very picky. You're very shallow. You you're you get annoyed very quickly, and it just it just you just move on and. I mean, it's it's not a problem though. I mean, you you save yourself from a lot of heartache, pain, and annoyance, and you just keep moving on. Ladies, if 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 he moves on, you save yourself. Just take it, take it, take it with a grain of salt, and keep on trucking. Rise, you aren't. Sh- I just want you to know that, but it's not your fault, bro. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Ooh, whose fault is it, man? If, if it's not. <laughs> 
It's society, bro. This too is oh, because of slavery. Wow. I I was not expecting that. That was that was something different. I mean, I, I've known him long enough. I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, okay. Dog, he's always been that way. Like, dog, what happened to that? That'll be his answer. <laughs> right? it just no real reason. It's just, yeah. But what you got for us? Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm I'm actually gonna go in a completely different direction. Uh we usually don't get that serious at the top of the show. And I'll try to be brief. But I just wanna let people know, especially uh, you know, none black people that could possibly be listening. It's just that we're tired. Like, other than George Floyd, we kind of got a break from the police killing uh, black people. We kind of got a break from it because of COVID. But it's like, you know, as time is going on, we're back in full effect with the constant mass. We're getting a mass shooting like every day, it seems like now. And, you know, we got the young kid that was killed by police in Chicago. We got, uh, what's his name, Deontay Wright in Minnesota while the mm-hmm. George, while the uh, Derek Chauvin trial is going on in Minnesota. Uh, you know, the officer claimed that she was reaching for a taser. Um, she thought she had her taser. And then you got the brother that we just learned about. This actually happened in December. We're just now learning about it in the military. And that video was so hard for me to watch, man, because that dude was so calm. And at one point he even says, I'm afraid to get out of my vehicle. And this public servant, this protect and serve person who's here to serve us says, yeah, you better be. What is that to say? What is that? And so not every police shooting is the same. And sometimes I catch flack for the ones that I don't back up that may kill a black person like the brother in Atlanta last year. Um, I, I don't want to paint the officer that killed a young kid in Chicago a certain way. I, yeah, the, I, the 13-year-old. Yes, yes. Th- that one, yeah, yeah, same and, way here. You yeah. know, I know everybody wants to just put them all in the same category, but what I will say is, while I don't agree with that crowd, I understand. We're sick and tired. It's always us. And then you look at other videos and you see a 61-year-old white man drag an officer on his pickup truck while hitting him with a hammer. And he lives to tell about it. I've seen a video where a kid was high on mushrooms, goes into a police precinct, fights like three or four of them. They just wrestle him and and wind up arresting him. He doesn't get shot. We're tired. Like, I'm out of words. I'm out of anger. I'm out of nearly every emotion you can have. We're just tired. And we talked about it on the last episode with Brandon. But it's not so much that police needs reform. This country needs reform. We're still way too racist. We still look at black people too much as a threat. It's got to stop. We got to do something about it. And it's not just a police thing. It's a country thing. We're all in this. We all play a part in it. And that's why we speak so passionately about speaking out against racism, because We jokingly say this too is because of slavery or this too is because of racism. That's because so much of it is. And it sprouts out into all these other different 
problems like all these different killers, man. And we sick and f-ing tired of. Well, Yo, man, uh, just piggybacking on that. Um, I don't know if y'all still on This Is Us, but um, This Is Us has really been hitting home with that with Randall micro, talking micro about microaggressions and everything like that, and and how even white people that don't think they're racist kind of fall into those tropes. Uh, and like his own brother growing up with him was letting things ride and, and, and having kind of these microaggressions and racist jokes. Uh, but just because, you know, you're my brother I'm, I, and I love you, it's OK, you know, and, and that that happens. So even if you consider yourself an ally, step back and think about what you're doing. Yeah, I must start with saying racists aren't necessarily bad people, if that makes sense. And I think that's where people fight it. They because when they when you when you put them under that one term. And Kevin had a problem with this. So are you calling me racist like that? Would, he got more offended by anything rather than he at that point, he stopped listening to what Randall was saying. But I'm going to continue what Buff said. So you you said one thing where it's just not the police. So are you guys aware what happened in South Carolina with Sergeant First Class Jonathan Pentland? Where he was harassing a young man who was walking through his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes, um, yes, yes. Luckily, nothing really escalated, but they were videotaped. But the beauty of it was the way the black community responded. Basically, they, you know, oh, he's not supposed to be here, but we're here now. So they they set up shop in his yard. And of course, he he played the the woe is me. And he went on Facebook saying, you know, it's, uh, racism against white people and all that stuff. Uh, so but I was happy the way. The the black community responded, but I guess the only good news to say to a certain extent was there was a former Buffalo police officer um, who stopped a fellow police officer for choking a black man. And they fired in 2006 and went through a lot of hell. The police force was ostracized. And a few months before she was able to retire and receive her pension in 2008, they fired her. And so she filed a lawsuit against against I want to say in 2012 against uh, Buffalo uh, police, uh, the union and recently won her case. And well, she lost the case. They reopened it and she was able to get her pension and they're back paying her from, I think, August 2010. But once again, it was just so sad because they were they were trying to justify the the amount of force the officer was using was using. And not to mention the officer was then arrested in 2009, not too long after in served, I think, a couple of years in federal prison because of uh, police brutality. But that's on a whole nother subject. But just to see we've been dealing with this. People have still been losing. We talked about black officers stepping up and trying to help call up the the bad apple conversation we had the other day. When when we do have our good police officers stepping up, they're still being reprimanded. They're still feeling the they're feeling the, the, the burn of breaking silence against that blue wall. I'm happy that this young lady is getting her her justice and getting what, what is owed to her because she served 20 to 25 years on the police force. But it's just it's just sad that this is this is even an issue, you know, yeah. so I'm happy for her, but it's still just like this is what happens when you stand up. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about Rizy 
that, you know, is it breaking the blue wall of silence? I think it's one of those things where people have to had to speak up on, on George Floyd because they wanted to be on the right side of history. You know, this is this is not the sort you die on, whether they believe it was right or wrong. Like you can't you. It wasn't just a benevolent or altruistic. Let me go. This is wrong. Let me speak up. I think a lot of it was like, shit, I got to say something. I don't want everybody's seen the tape. Bro, I can't even, even Russ Limbaugh had a problem with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can't <laughs> I can't fight this one. Like, you know, it's. Because once again, like nothing else we've seen before, this was a nine minute execution. It wasn't I was scared and I'm mistaking my gun for a taser. And it's just. And and by the way, uh, while I don't blame the officer uh, fully that killed a 13 year old boy. Notice I said boy. You hear me, Sean Hannity? Not a 13 year old man. That's part of the problem, too. They like to age us, make us more mature, more stronger, more scarier than we really are. Even though he wasn't even black, but still. And, and he was half black. And, they, they, they found out. OK. And even the police union uh, president or chief or whatever, like just calling him a thug with tattoos. Like, come on, man. We we it's, it's a better way to discuss things. Mm hmm. But like you said, they have to demonize the person mm-hmm. because it's all in how you write it up, right? right. It, it's you have to spin it so that you get ready for court, right? And that, <laughs> that that's the thing they they immediately go into okay, how do I defend this yes. mode? Yes, uh, because you know with the with the military officer, right? Mm-hmm. I saw some articles that were calling him a medic. I'm like, he's not a medic because there is no medics as an officer. But I ain't even gonna go into all of that. Uh, but and that kind of made me mad, but. Like they, there's an extended video of the the body cam vi- uh, video. I don't know if you guys have seen that, where the o- the officer is trying to explain to him why they did it uh, and everything. And even in that, I'm like, he was automatically into like spin mode. And he's like, well, you know why I did this? This didn't have to go this way. If you had just complied, then you know it wouldn't have went this way. Blah 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 blah. He like as dude is like holding uh, an ice pack over his head, trying to you know get get his bearings. Uh, you're trying to kind of explain to him on the on the body camera why this happened and everything. So you're you're setting yourself up to be ready to go to court and say, here, you know, here's why I did it. I mean, I think it's human nature. When you're in too deep, it's like you just go all the way. You just commit. You know, I think we've all done it on smaller scales in life. Yeah, when you get caught cheating and stuff, you be like, "Baby, it wasn't me." Like, yeah, look, it's the, yeah, it, it's, it happens. I think I mean, when you're, that's what when I hear. You, I, I've never been yeah, caught. Yeah, you're wrong. Like, you're gonna be all the way wrong. Like, even just watching these, even watching Chauvin, it's like at this point, you because once you change, once you turn or change your actions, that means you realize that you were wrong, and now they can say, "Okay, you were wrong." So if you you stick with it, it's like I thought I was right the whole time. I didn't see anything wrong with what I was doing. That's why I kept doing it. And I feel like this is what these officers are doing. Like they're so wrong that they can't turn back now. It's like you got you got to go all you got to go full you got to go full full in, which usually results in death or something like that because dead men don't talk. Um, and it's just sad. it's just sad, man. Rise, uh, go get my goddaughter so she can cheer us up with a joke or something. I'm I'm already pissed off, and we ain't even asked the question yet. <laughs> yeah, I made it all serious <laughs> and stuff. That's my bad. <laughs> all right, hold on. Hey, Sophie. Hello. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Nothing. It's going nothing. All right. Nothing. You got a good joke for us today? Yes. You doing anything special this weekend that I should be aware of? 
I know what my joke is going to be. Okay, you're just going to glance over my question. Okay. What's your joke? <laughs> How much does a chimney cost? A chimney? A chimney. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Hold on, give me a second. Chimney. Two stacks. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> chimney sweep. All right. <laughs> oh, uh, did anybody have a guess? Give me a second, Sophie. Patience. Uh, (laughs) I know this one. I got nothing, Sophie. You don't got nothing? Nothing. Nothing. What you got? Nothing. It's on my house. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my house. That's pretty good. That's that's, that's pretty good. Well done. done. I thought it was going to be like a That might be one of your best ones yet. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that might be. That's a good one. I have another one for next week. All right. Keep them coming. That was that was that was excellent, Sophie. That was excellent. Bye bye. Go ahead and take all the credit for it, Rizzy. Come on. Still your daughter's, your daughter's nope, done nope, nope. That was a she good one. It. She picked it. That was a good one. I could tell. I just curate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, which one do you want? That was pretty good, man. <laughs> all right, fellas. Uh, me and Buff start off very serious today. So, Rizzy, I want to start with you. Can you bring us back to something less serious or... Or are you gonna jump into ser- seriousness too? Oh, um, nah, nah. I'm I'm gonna go where you want to go. I'm just saying. I just I'm just in a mood right now, and I mine's gonna be draining. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. We we'll go since i again. I started off talking about dating and all of that, and you started you know, off talking here's... about how you ain't. Yes. Well, yeah, but or I guess lack, lack thereof, lack of dating is probably the better way of it. Um, is because I'm I'm generally not dating, and so it never gets to that point. But anyway, what what my question was hearing all these stories from my homegirl that was talking about all these ancient niggas is um I want to know y'all's worst date ever. And why was it a date? So it doesn't have to be, it could be with your wives now or whatever. And it just happened to be a bad date. I know like you, you talk about like your Daryl Frisco's uh, thing and all of that, when you had to go to um, the fight night or whatever, Byron, was that that time? So, you know, what, what was your worst date ever? Winter formal, 1997. Damn, he, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I will not use names in this situation. <laughs> but it started off all bad, all bad, all bad. What happened? So, her? first of all, it was winter formal high school. Uh, the IKs, we, Rise, we had just crossed fall 96. IKs were putting on the winter formal. And uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who I didn't even invite to the dance. Because um, she went to a whole other school. And I wanted to. And invite another iKit. And I actually had a little crush on this one young lady. So I invited her. She said, yes, we were going to go. Uh, we we're going to go into a group date. I was going to rent a car. But first of all, it started off bad because I had to deal with my girlfriend being mad at me for taking another chick to the winter formal. Yeah, you know how I do. So we're planning for the winter formal. 
the week or two before the one form, I've been saving up my nickels and dimes. I was going to get a rental car. She's like, we want to get a limo. So it's me, her, her friends, the, t- the twins. I can, I can use the other names, right? Well, no, because then it kind of gives away the <laughs> okay. name. I okay, okay. It's me, her. And third of our homegirls and some of my homeboys and all this stuff. So we're we go, we go, we we're supposed to go in on a limo. Cause somebody had to hook up on a limo. This came out the came out the blue. So I decided to put it on a limo. The day of the winter formal, I get a message that she doesn't want to ride in a limo anymore. And I've already put money in. So she gonna meet us there. I never wanted to ride in a limo no damn way. So she meet, we meet up at the one house. Everybody but me and my date. Well, I meet up there to get in the limo. My date meets us at the winter formal. Her mom takes her. So we get to the dance. She is just not being very social that night. So she refuses to dance with me and everything. So, of course, me being me, I dance with other people. I'm having fun. And she's mad at me for dancing with other people. This is how I remember. I can't say these are all facts. It's just the way I interpret it. She can correct me if I'm wrong. But she gets mad at me for dancing with other people. So after the one on formal, we were supposed to go uh, out to eat with the rest of the IKs. And then there was an after party at somebody else's house. So by this time, the, the limo's paid for. We kicked in extra money. We're like, look, just ride with us to go get, get, get dinner. The limo's paid for. No, she wants to call her mother. This is 1997. Nobody got cell phones or anything. Call her mother. Her mother has to come all the way to pick her up. So we had to wait on her mom to get there just so she can trail us to O'Charlie's. I remember this. O'Charlie's. We get to O'Charlie's. I'm pissed. I'm livid by this point because we were supposed to meet the IKs there. By the time we got there, they were leaving. So we get there. Offer to pay for her dinner. She just, I mean, everything about it. She offered to pay for her dinner. She doesn't want to pay for my dinner. I mean, to pay for her dinner. Like, everything was wrong. The other people I was dancing with at the one of were giving me a little more, you know, attention. Which I feel like I definitely, uh, not definitely, I probably picked the wrong person. So, they leave for the after party. After, the, after we eat, it's almost the end of our limo thing. And all the people I could have rode to the party with were gone. So now we're just trying to ride back to the house. We have to wait on her mother once again to come pick her up. So I might have, I don't even think I, I'm in a limo pissed. I'm, I'm cussing, fussing, and guys might not know I have a little temper, but I'm trying to be cool. It, when I say it was just like, Everything that could go wrong that night went wrong that night. Then I had to get back. As soon as I get back in the house, the phone rings and my girlfriend's mad. So, of course, I, I snap well, on her because well, I was well, like, you did. You did have a girlfriend and you took a different girl. That is besides the point. Formal. That is besides the Because she was our kid and we were taking our kids and my girlfriend wasn't very social and she didn't know anybody and all this stuff. I paid for it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I that was karma it. right there, bro. That was I karma. paid for it. But I mean, it was just, I mean, I want to talk to her mom and everything. Like, look, she can ride with us. I'm sorry you had to come out here. And she's like, it's up to her. 
<laughs> I haven't been to Old Charlie since then. Oh, oh man, <laughs> you missing uh, what are those rolls? Don't they have I don't those know, yeast rolls or whatever? I've only been there once in my life. So I've been there once and it was horrible. Or is that like the rye bread? I, I don't know. Like which one? Whatever it was, the, I don't remember. The, I don't even think I. You know, how you're just so mad you really don't even want to eat. Like I was just, I was just annoyed. <laughs> and you know, back then I was really, I my, yeah, I got annoyed really easily. So. <laughs> I don't remember. And everybody in the limo, I think I spoiled their night. Everybody was trying to calm me down. They're like, yeah, well, she's I can just only shy. imagine riding in, the, riding in the limo with you. How, how did I not get in that limo? You I think, I, just, were, I, think you, I drove the, the expedition. Were you grounded? Probably. I was going to say, no, I was going to say, I, I, I the punishment. No, because you stepped. You stepped. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, because I stepped at it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if we were that cool about then. I don't know if we were cool because this is like we had pledged. We got real cool pledging. Yeah, but I mean, we weren't cool like we were now. I mean, like like we oh, were, we yeah, get cool true, to like true. March, April because yeah, we pledged because you didn't make it to the crossover party, so we got cool, but we weren't hanging like we did until probably after the winter formal or something like that. Or I don't know how we yeah. got cool like that, but it's step practice. I think I yeah. think leading up to that is probably why we got cool. Like step yeah. practice for winter formal, probably. Yeah, yeah that's true. So. But yeah. what about you, man? What was the worst date ever? Uh, so about 12 years ago, I'm still relatively new to this area, even though I've been up here a while. But we had just moved to the location we're in now. And I pride myself on trying to plan nice uh, birthdays for the missus. And this particular year, I thought I had it all together. I'm like, man, uh, the previous year she had took me to this winery and got me some wine. We both enjoyed it uh, for my birthday. So uh, we we talked about it throughout the year. So I wound up going to get a bottle of that wine. And I'm like, um, I'm going to take her out. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like chauffeuring her. She's going to be back there sipping her wine. I got her the wine she loved and everything. She just kicked back. I'm going to take care of everything. I got this. Boom. Going to be another great birthday. Well, the first stop was the movies, and we went to go see District 9. Now, she is a huge fan of the Alien franchise, Aliens, okay? And I had been told and through research and reading up that this was similar to one of those movies. No. I don't, I was going to say, I don't know what y'all think about this movie, but it sucked. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I think at one point I, I may be making this up. I think she may even say, what made you choose this movie? And it was like, it was like a nice, nice, like, God damn. <laughs> like, Do you want to go? She's like, no, we, we, I, you know, we can, we here, we can see if it gets better. <laughs> it didn't get better. It oh, was man. That's always awful. horrible. Okay. So I'm like, strike one. I'm like, bet. So, Again, I'm relatively new to this area. So this is just poor planning, looking back on it now. For those of you that live in the DMV area, we're in Manassas, Virginia. Okay, the movies was in Centerville. We're leaving from Centerville, Virginia to go to, I forget what part of Maryland it's in. But it's a long ways to this Dave and Busters. And this was this was like before Dave and Busters was everywhere. Like Dave and Busters everywhere now. But this is like if you had a David Buses in your area, you felt exclusive. So I'm like, 
take her there. You know, we like to play games because we had we had fun at the ESPN Zone one New Year's Eve. Great time. So I was like, bet we go there. Man, the traffic was so thick, though. Like it almost made us just want to turn around and call it a day. So the traffic wouldn't cooperate. We finally get there. While we did have a good time playing the games, the food at Dave and Buster's, I'm sorry if this is your joint people and you like it. The food is awful. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Dave mm-hmm. is I mean, it's like Tyson's frozen food that you put in the oven. It's terrible. So that was awful and it's overpriced. And it was just bad. It's it's probably some more details I'm leaving out, dog, but it, it it was bad. I don't even think she loved the idea of being chauffeur. I think she thought that was stupid or maybe corny or dumb. I don't know. It just was terrible. It was one of my worst birthday plans ever. And two bonus stories. One, uh, our friend James Finley, back when we used to rap, he has a song. <laughs> he has a verse on the song we call uh, <laughs> playing tricks on me. So if you are privy to listening to that song, pay attention to his verse because he talks about James Finley, baby. Oh, I just forgot the other bonus story. Laughing at those. <laughs> can we get? Can we get an excerpt from that? Uh, Rising. Can you just play like five seconds? I'll play that whole song. No, 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 because he hasn't given us permission. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, he did. He did give Rising permission. Remember? That came to, up about two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the subject of said song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish oh, I could remember man. the other bonus story. I'm sorry, y'all, but yeah, that was that was off and tab. Sorry, uh, you know I tried my best. I failed on that one. Riza, what you got? <laughs> so I'm a um. It, it, it wasn't a date in my eyes. Um, and and that was, I guess was part of the issue why it was such a bad date. But um, so uh, to protect the names of the innocent, we're gonna <laughs> just call this young lady Robin. Okay. Okay. Um, so you know, I'm chilling in Mobile and um so I meet up with Robin. Um first of all, like I, I say, okay, all right, hey, I'm I'm downtown, what's up? Where you want to meet or whatever? She's like, All right, there's a spot at the battle house. Cool. So we go to the spot at the battle house. Oh, so well, I'm looking for a spot. It's recent. I'm Robin. looking for a spot, right? <laughs> and I finally I finally park and I'm like, all right, where are you at? She's like, I'm at the spot right by the battle house. So like if anybody knows about a house, there's like two restaurants. There's like the little like the, um the Mardi Gras was it I don't Joe's know, like Kings? the Mardi Gras spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Joe's spot, and then there's like the little like bar type spot, mm-hmm. right? Right and they're they're right next to each other. So I go in the bar spot and look around. I don't see you. So I'm like, okay, I call her and she's like, No, I'm in the other spot. So all right, I draw I walk over to the other spot and then I'm like, um, I ain't really feeling it over here. It's like the the way it's set up, you know, the whole um, I, my, I had to have my back to the door and I didn't feel that. She was like, well, you want to switch or swing around? And I was like, yeah. So we switched seats. And then she was like, well, I ain't feeling this. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go back over to the other spot because, you know, they got couches and all that stuff. So we lead her, walk out. We walk into the other spot and she's like, oh, man. I ordered a drink and we just walked out on them folks. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> got nothing to do with us. So, <laughs> so we order drinks there. Um, and then, you know, we just get some food or whatever. And we just chatting it up. And then she's like, you know, um, 
talking about it and then like date slips out of her mouth and I'm like, um, no, I didn't think this was a date. I just thought we were just kind of like, you know, kicking it. I'm in town or whatever. Let's, let's catch up or whatever. So it was, that was kind of an awkward moment. And so she was like, oh, so this ain't a date. All right, bet. And so she, she was like, I guess she's kind of like got some in her teeth while she was eating a salad. So she pulls out like some floss and she like starts flossing her teeth. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, if it was a date, I would have went to the bathroom. But since this ain't a date, I'm just going to get this out of my teeth. And so she flosses her teeth right in front of me. <laughs> and, and, and then after she flosses the teeth or whatever, she pulls out a mirror, checks herself or whatever. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, it ain't a date. Cool. Whatever. It's, it's good. But and then she gets a call from a homegirl that's like, hey, I've been calling my dad for like 10 minutes. He ain't picking up. Um, can you go check on my dad? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you got to go. Cool, cool, whatever. She was like, hey, can you ride with me? Because I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to like walk into or whatever. And I'm like, OK. And so I walk in, I get in the car with her and we drive like 35 minutes to the other side of Mobile to where her dad is, to the girl's dad. That girl's calling like instantly, like back to back to back. Like, have y'all made it? Have y'all made it? Have y'all made it? We get there. We pull up. And it's an old guy, like, outside working on his um, car. And so I get out, and I'm like, hey, you know, is this the address or whatever? And then he's like, what? Looking at me like he about to, like, square up with me or whatever. Because I'm asking him, like, the address or whatever. And so then Robin jumps out the car, and she's like, uh, hey, are you, whatever her friend's name, dad? And he's like, yeah. And then she was like, your daughter's been trying to call you, and, um, you know, she was worried about you. And he was like, well, she was supposed to call me yesterday and she ain't called me. So I wasn't picking up for her today. So literally he had just been ignoring her call because he was salty from the day before. So awesome. Robin puts the girl on the phone and the girl sitting there like boohoo crying while like, was like, why would you do this to me, dad? And the dad is just looking at her like, well, you didn't call me, blah, 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 blah. And we sit there for like 20 minutes while they fuss with each other. Robin's sitting there holding the phone on FaceTime with a girl and her daddy fussing. And I'm just sitting there for like 20 minutes in the car watching them the entire time that they're fussing. So then she finally hangs up, gets back in the car, and we got to drive all the way back to downtown because my car was down there because I didn't know how far it was. And so we're just sitting in silence like the whole way back, like what just happened. And then we get in the car, she drops me back off in my car, and I'm like, all right, then we'll see you later. And I get in the car and I just drive off. So weirdest date ever. And she, she actually said, cause she listens to the show. She's like, you're going to use this on the show, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, so, it's just like comedians when, when things happen, they, yeah. they're going to use yeah, it in yeah. their routine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that was, that was, that was why it, it was the, the most, it was the worst date undate I've ever been mm-hmm. on. But um, actually, you know, I, I laughed and joked about it at the end. And I was like, you know, you watch like Hitch and stuff like that. And oh, you know, yeah. those are the best dates. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. how folks like hit it off or whatever. And they have memories. So, you know, you never know. I thought of that bonus one, by the way. Um, it, this, too, is not like a really a date, but it surrounds a movie again. Waiting to Exhale had came out and I forgot how many of us went. I just remember the three of us. I'm seated in a seat. I'm going to I'm going to I'm not going to name names. The young lady is sitting next to me and my homeboy is sitting next to her. So it's the three of us. She's in the middle. And 
I was rubbing on her thigh, and all of a sudden, I feel another <laughs> hand, and it's him rubbing <laughs> on her thigh, and we want to cuss. Will you move your cat, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's a middle school type. <laughs> it is. And the thing about, I feel like I know everybody. Invo- I, I feel like I know everybody involved. You do. You do. No, I, mean, I feel like I already know who it is. <laughs> like if I had so to guess, that's that's my other. Okay, one. let me give uh, my other honorable mention. Since we keep going back, is Summer of the Red Rising, Summer Two Thousand. Oh yeah. Uh, where I almost get, we go. I'm going to a movie. Just got out of a relationship. So me and Rozzy decide to go on a double date with a young lady and her friend. We go to said movie theater and I'm enjoying myself, but it just felt kind of weird. This is the first real date I had been on since my breakup with uh, my previous girlfriend. So I'm actually walking the young lady to the car and kind of thinking about, you know what? This didn't feel right. Maybe I should call my ex and just, you know, talk to her. As I'm uh, walking this young lady to a car, I see headlights and screeching tires. <laughs> and all I know is two seconds later, I am face to face with a large vehicle. Basically, the person <laughs> Almost ran me over and decided to slam on the brakes at the last minute to stop from running Bruh, me over. I, I, I thought you were going for it. Like I was, I was I, like, I, it, I it, was, it was like slow motion. I was walking behind you, like, no. Bruh, <laughs> I see how a deer in headlights is real, bro. Like it was just like, <laughs> nigga, it's over. And so when the vehicle stops, me and the young lady exchange words. Uh, the police officer comes over and is, of course, less than pleased with my actions and is, I think, almost about to call back up and like had her hand on her gun and all kind of stuff because I'm pretty upset because I almost was physically assaulted with a motor vehicle. Like, Rosie has to drag me to the car because I'm heated. Um, Bruh, I, I see how people have DVs after stuff like that. Like you were that hot. Like, like I, I, you probably would have got a DV. Like I was, bro. I was heated. It was just a misunderstanding. The thing about it is, I was on. I was on a, a date. Um, decided that the date didn't go the way I wanted. I was actually about to call the young lady who um, almost assaulted me with the motor vehicle, and lo and behold, she was already there. And the rest of the night was a blur because I was. I mean, when you someone seeing red, I saw red. But I think I did a good job of protecting names. Did I do a good job protecting names? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless they know you, they 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 don't know who it was. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a, that was a, another really bad, 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 bad date. Not even because of the person I was on a date with. That's all I got for dates. My my topic is serious. I don't know if you want to go light, light. Like if you have a light, we'll go, go serious. Go serious. Okay, we'll go serious. Okay. All right. So, um, I don't want to frame this. So we know a few weeks ago, uh, someone uh, shot, stopped. What was it? Like three different locations in Atlanta at the different spots. Right. 
Yeah, yeah the spas. And uh, targeted uh, Asian Americans. And of course, the whole stop, um, stop Asian hate hashtag began trending and people were speaking out against it. I want to know, we at the truth table right now, fellas, don't say what's politically correct. I want to know, as as black people, um, did you have any, like, we all know it was wrong. Like, let's get that out the way. The obvious, obviously it's wrong. But did you have any, like, uh, I'm just going to peek out the window on this one right here with, you know, the whole speaking out against hatred towards Asian Americans, because I know when I don't want to speak for you guys, I know when I've spoken to uh, fellow black people, you know, they've spoken about bad experiences at uh, Asian stores, Asian owned stores with Asians personally, uh, feeling like they don't really speak up too often when, you know, racism comes our way. We all know about the Latasha Harlan thing in L.A. back in the early 90s when a young girl was killed over a two dollar bottle of orange juice when she had the money in her hand. But the Asian lady thought she was trying to steal it. All she got was probation for it. You know, uh, during the riots, you know, they were, you know, literally targeting and shooting black people for, you know, I guess attempting to riot their stores or whatever like that. So. I just want to know if you guys had any reservations at all while knowing, yes, it was wrong. Let's, I need to say that again. I can't say that enough. Obviously, it was wrong. We spoke on that when it first happened. But were you conflicted at all or do you understand any confliction with some black people saying, well, I think I'm going to be it's wrong, but I'm going to be a little silent on this one. Or are you like, no, all racism is bad. We got to speak up no matter who the victim is, what race the victim is. You want to go first, or, for, or you want me? It doesn't matter. I'll take I, it. I'll, I'll jump I'll, in. Oh, go. Then jump okay. in. Jump in. Go. All right. So for now, yeah, because you know, right after it happened, I'm I'm the one that brought it up on the show and and did the moment of silence for uh you know the victims and everything. So well deserved, by the way. It was deserved. Yeah, yeah, and, and but so. I think your question's a two part question. So I'm a, I'll I'll take the the do I understand the silence or the folks that's just going to peek out the window? Definitely. I mean, that, that the thing is, sometimes you have to protect your energy and you can't expend it on every little thing or I, not, not to say it was little, but, you know, everything that comes up, you just can't expend your energy on. So if it's something that is removed from you a little bit and you're you just don't have the energy to give at that moment then don't give that energy. So I, I definitely understand it. And I don't mind that that folks choose not to. Um, but for me, like you said about if it's racism, I'm going to speak out about it. Whether it's racism against uh, Asian Americans, African Americans, you know, even against whites. Like um, I, I think one of the latest um, shootings, uh, police shootings was a white kid. I, I can't remember where. So, you call out wrong when you see wrong, regardless. And so, like, for me, I have the energy right now to do it. Um, and we have the platform to do it. So I'm definitely going to do it. And so I, I'm going to speak out against uh, Asian-American hate, Jewish-American hate, you know, Black-American, African-American hate, whatever it is. I'm just going to I'm going to fight against racism and hatred at any point that I can. You know, the LBGTQ community, like. You can't pick and choose when you want to be righteous and when you want to be good. If you want to be righteous and you want to be good, you got to do it all the time. 
uh, that that doesn't mean that you have to speak out against stuff, but you you your you personally need to be what you're gonna be. Uh, and so, and that's how, you know, I live my life and, and make sure that I'm doing and staying on the, uh, the right path. So that's all I got, man. So maybe this is more the answer you were looking for, Buff. I went through a myriad of emotions, you know, like I'm like Rizzi, I'm going to call out white supremacy and hatred anywhere. Um, I think that's what that that's what we are here to do. That's what we have the platform to do, and we need more of that. But back to your earlier point, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Like, I'm so tired of being tired and frustrated. And white supremacy anywhere, hate anywhere is bad. And I feel for the Asian community, like nobody should have to put up with it. Um, but what got to me is the fact that it turned into like, so what are the black people going to do about it? Like, how did this become about us? Like, how did this become a, how, how did this become about us? We're tired. We just, it's not that we want to sit this one out. Like we're there for you, but we can't, we're, we're tired of marching for the things that directly affect us already. And now you want us, you, you're, you're, people are mad at us when we march. They're mad at us when we get loud, but they're even madder because we didn't march and get loud for Asian Americans. I'm like, you don't want us to do it, but now you want us to do it. You know, I saw a post where like, I didn't see any, any um, posts about against stop Asian hate, stop, stop all hate. It was just stop Asian hate. That's fine. It's just kind of, it's maybe the selfishness of me or the reality of being black in America, just it hurt my heart to see like, you're willing to, even if you're not willing to support the Asian community for the rest of the world or whatever, you're not downing their fight or their plight like you do ours. They're, they're, they identified a group and they gave you an action, a call, to, a call to arms, and nobody had anything negative to say about it. We did the exact same thing with Black Lives Matter and it's, we're a cult. We're a terrorist group and all this stuff. And it's like, why can't we just address the elephant in the room? Like, why are they, ter- why is it about us? And we're talking about the, the, the conversation has been more about Asian hate and why black people aren't supporting it rather than stopping white supremacy. That should be what the f- we're talking about. It shouldn't be as are black people speaking up for Asians or you only care when it's about you. no, Stop white supremacy. Like that's not the that is not the conversation. It's stopping white supremacy. So now we're the bad guys. All of a sudden, the black community has become the bad guys in the situation for not speaking up loud enough. Rather than the people who are causing the harm. And it's just disheartening. It's like I'm tired. Now I gotta fight for not fighting. And and it's and you're right. There is, there is uh there is some confusion. There is some, some, we're not honestly the best terms with the Asian community as a whole. I think there are some stereotypes that we all have, but I don't think we're, I think it's natural to have stereotypes. It is what it is. You know, the world is what it is. We're not trying to be perfect, but it's, I don't think our stereotypes are as damning to each other. Like you said, you mentioned a case in the nineties, those things happen. 
But what we're seeing happen more times than not is it's there's a common denominator and it's white supremacy. And we're not calling that out. They're not getting the attention they deserve. It's always how we react, what we say or how we don't react rather than why are why are we? Why is it? Where is why is there a need for stop Asian hate? Why is there a need for all black li- black lives matter? So I'm, I'm just tired, man. Um, I hope I'll answer your question. Yeah, man. Oh, you said a lot of, you said a lot, especially the whole, um, you see stop Asian, Asian hate, but you don't see stop all hate, like as a, a rebuttal to that. Um, mm-hmm. I can be brief cause you guys cover so much of it, man. But, um, you know, I'm not gonna say I was conflicted, but I did, you know, I think I just stood back and I just wanted to watch. And my hope is because in my opinion, in my opinion can be wrong, but in my opinion, I have felt like far too often there are some Asians that cozied up to white supremacy and and aligned themselves with it and wanted to be close to that power structure that is white supremacy and perhaps didn't speak up enough when it came to uh, racism against blacks, perhaps did partake in treating us just as bad as, as our white, white counterparts at times. Uh, one of my favorite, my favorite movie of all time, Minister to Society. Let me say that again. Cause I know some people probably raised their eyebrows at that. Yes. Minister to Society is my favorite movie of all time. The opening scene speaks to that dynamic, the whole mm-hmm. conflict between black and Asian Americans. So I just, while it's wrong, I wanted to talk about a difficult subject that is true and that there are some black people that, yeah, we fight against white supremacy. It is wrong. And what happened definitely was, you know, ugly and wrong. But, you know, we can use we can use your support going forward. And hopefully, you know, sometimes tragedy wakes people up and hopefully this woke some that may have been conflicted on defending black people and saying, you know what? Yes, we got to fight against, you know, this supremacist structure that we have in this country. And it shouldn't take something as extreme as George Floyd to get people to mobilize and unite anytime there is unfair treatment. And we, you know, we mostly talk about the murders and the, the unarmed shootings we hadn't even got into redlining and, and, and all the other different things that go against us, uh, unfair practices on a daily basis in this country. So I hope we gain an ally. You know, if if we already have them as an ally, I hope we gain a, a louder, more vocal, stronger ally in the Asian community. And um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, man, because I felt like it was difficult, but I wanted to touch on it. And of course, as usual, you guys came through. Well, your your question is kind of the perfect segue into my question. So I think all of us have been in careers or uh, positions where we're very comfortable with weapons, right? Guns and stuff. You know, there was a point in time where I think it was like six, seven months that Rising and I slept with M16s. You know, um, Byron, you being a capital city police officer, you're trained and comfortable with your weapon. So with all these... <laughs> police killings and mass shootings have been running rampant. You would think that we are getting closer to tighter gun laws, right? Just makes, it would just seem like it makes sense. Well, my great state of Texas does it again. 
So the Texas House approves a bill that would allow people to carry a gun without a license. So it is in the provisional stages. So House Bill 1927 would nix the requirement for Texans, Texas residents to obtain a license to carry handguns if they're not prohibited by state or federal law from possessing a gun. As of now, just like other states, to carry a gun, you have to be licensed, concealed or uh, or open carry. But we the Texas House has approved a bill that will allow handguns to be carried without a permit. In 2021, this is real. Where. We are really just going that far where we're allowing people to just. Everybody walk around with a gun. I don't know if it's going to be concealed or just open carry uh, for handguns, which I think is way more dangerous than uh, open carry for like a, uh, a rifle or something like that. That can't, can't be concealed. What are your thoughts on this? What is this? What does this look like to you as far as the as far as gun laws and gun rights? And more specifically, as a black man, now that every officer can assume that you're care if this if this goes national, that every officer can assume that Arazi or Byron has a gun on them, like it's because now is an assumption. You know, your cell phone care uh, holder, a case that looks like a gun, gives him more assumption that. You, you're carrying. What are your thoughts, fellas? So I'm not one of those ones that feel like uh, the more guns you have, the safer the the community is or whatever the uh, saying is. I mean, I do think, you know, people should be allowed to own guns, but to carry them everywhere you go, to open carry them everywhere you go. I think that's a disaster. I mean, um, we see <laughs> we've seen with our own eyes what happens with trained police officers and and how they make mistakes. Now just picture Joe Blow, you know what I mean, with with a gun on his hip and let's say something bad does happen, right? Let's say let's say a mass shooting breaks out. A lot of people say, you know, if we had open carry where there'd be a lot less mass shootings. Okay, let's say a mass shooting breaks out. Who's going to tell who's the bad guy and who's the good guy? There's so much confusion during shootings. Everybody's in regular clothes. You know, no, you know, you don't know who is, you know, the bad guy. It's it's true chaos to me. And I don't I don't I don't like it. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. Um I know that drives some uh second amendment people crazy, but I just think it it, it um it causes a lot more chaos and that's not even getting into the dynamic you bring up Ferg with cops being able to say, you know, that whole, I thought he had a gun <laughs> that can be even, that gives them more credibility now. You know what I mean? So it gives them more reason to have their hand on the gun, more reason to have their thing on the trigger. Uh, I get that people want to be able to defend themselves. I do get that. Trust me, I do. But, you just got to honestly think like I think last last show, Ferg, you said voters are dumb. Americans, by and large, are dumb. And you want to you want them carrying or weapons? unsophisticated. No, they're dumb. 
Okay. Uh, so, like, we, we still have a large percentage of this country that can't name the three branches of government. So, you want them to carry guns? Like, not a good idea to me. Not to me. Yeah. Like, my, my thing is a lot of those folks that talk about that whole good guy with a gun in a mass shooting situation have never been in a firefight. They've never been shot at before. They've never seen, like you said, the chaos yeah. that comes of that. The running and the ducking and trying to look for cover and maybe you can get a good shot. What you gonna do? You just gonna stand up and start shooting this dude and, and like you you it's not at the range. It's not like you can assume a good uh stance and and shoot back at this guy. Like that one, that's dumb if you are and you ain't got no plates in and you ain't got no body armor in and you trying to stand up like you at the range and get you a good sight picture to try to shoot at the dude. So if you're not getting a good sight picture and you're not actually uh aiming at him, what you doing? You just firing mm-hmm. while around that guy. You don't know what you like like Byron, you were talking about, you know, how you gotta know what's behind the person too yes. when you shoot. Like like these untrained folks, they they think they're trained because they know how to shoot. Yeah, you can you know how to aim and you know how to shoot. That doesn't mean you know how to actually engage in battle. Yeah, those are two totally different things. Yeah. Um, those go ahead, Buff. I, I was going to say those in. are non-moving targets at the range in real life. Yeah. Nobody stands there like a target to say, damn, center <laughs> match right I mean, here. We've all, we, we've all been trained in live fire situations. There's one thing shooting and there's live fire situations. It's who's an enemy, who's safe, who's like, continue, rising. I'm and sorry. I, I tell you, I was going to say, Rosie brought up another point. Uh, good Samaritan, let's, let's say a guy had great intentions, okay? He wants to take out the mass shooter, but he makes a mistake and hits my daughter or hits your son or whatever. Is he held accountable? He was trying to do a good thing. Like, is he going to be held liable? Or is it like, hey, you know, Good Samaritan law. Yeah. He he was trying to yeah, stop a shooter, that's, that's so he's bad. fine. Yeah. So go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Roger. Yeah. yeah. So like all of that, man. Like they, they so I, I agree. Home defense is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh or whatever. You know, I, I I am a second amendment, you know, nut, but my thing is I agree with the whole second amendment, right? The well regulated militia part. Like like you you can have a gun in there. Like you can have a gun in your home. You should be able to. But don't act like we don't regulate now. And don't act like we don't already outlaw machine guns. Don't out, uh, act like we don't outlaw rocket launchers and stuff like that. You got to have a collector's license or stuff like that like that. Like this law puts so many more people in danger and it puts a lot of police officers in danger. Yes. Because now everybody can walk around with a gun. Like Ferg you said, they can they now they have to assume everybody has a gun because they just don't know. Like, I mean, they, they right now, because it's a little bit harder. I mean, and everybody talk about the whole bad guys don't follow laws. Bad guys don't follow laws, but the laws make it hard for them to do bad things. Don't act like laws don't make it a little bit more difficult for them to do it. When you outlaw guns, it's harder for the bad guys to get guns. It's harder for them. And you can make more harsh penalties for when that gun's outlawed, if that person does have that thing, uh, it's a lot easier for you to put them in jail and stuff like that. So it's it's a lot easier for you to hold the bad guys accountable when it's outlawed. But when you just don't know, when you have to make assumptions, when you have to just go in with this hyper vigilance as a police officer because you don't know, and and it's so openly easy. Like I'm surprised the the police unions aren't against this bill. Like and that they that are. that baffles me a lot of times that police unions and police officers don't actually support gun control. 
Like that, but we kind of know why that is. I mean, because there, there's there's so many, like not necessarily. I'm not going to call them racist, but there are people that think uh, conservatives. We'll just put it like that. There's a lot of conservatives in the police force. Uh, well, you said conservatism <laughs> is racism once. So, so conservatism is racism. <laughs> but but a conservative isn't racist. I and that I I, I think is. That is a very, very fine line, but that's how we were talking about that whole Kevin thing. It's like you might not necessarily be racist, but the things that you support and the things that you are, the systems that you're trying to hold in place are racist. So that's why, I mean, I I look at that differentiation. So if anybody thinks I'm calling conservatives racist, I am not. What I'm saying is conservatism is racism. That's not how Fox News is going to see it. I know they're going to spin it. That's fine. If I make Fox News on that quote, Mama, bruh, we I made, made it. it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of things here. First of all, when you were talking about um, the bad guys, people aren't bad until they commit the crime. A lot of times I think people think all criminals are just happen to be bad guys. These mass shooters usually have little to no criminal record. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these are the people who are getting the guns that you that you're defending. It's the people who are robbing banks and doing armed robbery and burglary, burglar, burglary and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah. Those guys are committing crimes. They're going to do what they're going to do anyway. But it's the guy that got picked on in high school who can go into his father's gun cabinet and pull out a uh, AR-15 and commit uh, killing, commit mass shootings. These guys aren't bad. As a matter of fact, you defend them so adamantly trying to make them not bad guys. Like you, well, he was a loner and he was bullied. Like you try to make them not bad guys. And these are the guys that are getting the guns and committing the crimes that we're talking about. That's who we're talking about. That's one. Two, back to live fire situations. It's very hard to determine who's an enemy and who's an ally in a firefight. So we were talking about uh, collateral damage as far as somebody friendly fire. You might shoot somebody that's behind them. If we're in a situation and it's 50 people in a closed setting and one person starts shooting. And I see another person returning fire and all I heard was gunshots coming from that similar direction. Guess what? I have a gun, too. Who am I shooting at? All I see is somebody with a weapon shooting or firing coming from that direction. And now I start shooting at them. And guess what? Buff has a weapon. Now he sees me with a weapon. Now we're in a fucking firefight. Like it's, it's five, six different people shooting at each other and no one knows who's guilty. <laughs> like that's, that's real life. Like there's no uniforms. There's no, I see a dude, I heard screaming. I see somebody shooting. I look around. Rizzi has a weapon. Guess who I'm aiming at? That, yeah. that, yeah, that's and, and, and not And not even everybody in the same spot, because I feel like there's a lot of these heroes out there that, they're going to run towards the gunfire and run up and see those two people shooting. And like you said, now I definitely don't know who started it, but guess who they're going to shoot at? They're going to shoot at the black guy. Yeah. And then if it's a black guy guy and a white guy shooting at each other, even if the white guy started it, they're going to shoot at the black guy because of that unconscious bias. 
So going back to your unconscious bias, if I ever fit the description, I'm going to fit the description when I have a gun on me. Black male, black T-shirt with a gun. Byron, what color is your T-shirt? <laughs> black. My T-shirt's black. Rizzy, you have black writing. And we all have guns. We all of a sudden fit the description of the guy that just robbed the bank. Now it's just, it's so dangerous. It's so, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're coming from. Like he, he had a weapon, you know, I saw a weapon that got shot. Like it's, it's, there's no win-win. Yeah, yeah. And it's happening in Texas. And uh, one of the senators from, um, a councilman from uh, excuse me, El Paso is like really adamant about fighting this because of the mass shooting that happened in El Paso a few years ago. And it's just, the police unions are against this. Everybody's against this, but it still made it. And it's just like, in 2021, what are we talking about? There's nothing good that's going to come out of, we're already just trying to calm the, the gun laws we have now down. And if something like this passes, you mentioned him last week, or maybe Brandon did, something like a Ted Cruz, get something like this passed in Texas. And he takes this and champions this when he runs in 2022, 2022, NRA, the Proud Boys, all these conservatives. Yeah. That's a hell of a campaign. Yeah, we 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 mentioned uh what was that in South Carolina? Uh yeah. now imagine that young boy. I mean, because he looked young. He's I guess he was a teenager or a young man, but imagine him having a gun and, and that white dude. Now he has calls to pull that tool on him. You know what I mean? And, so, the white boy, and if he had one, guarantee that white guy who was a drill sergeant in the U.S. Army. We talked about uh, racism in the Army. Uh, and I don't even want to think about if he if that's the way he perceives black. Those are the type of people he trains. Those are the young. Yeah. That is the age of the average black man. He trains in the Army. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he oh, perceives yeah. I mean, black you people. Think. He, he, like watching that, he was using his drill sergeant persona when he was talking to that kid. Like, yeah. if you've ever, like, you know, we've been through, or if you've ever watched a video of basic training, that was a shark attack. Like, that was him being the drill sergeant. Move, I'm going to move you. Like, that. that's what they tell recruits. Like, that, that, that was classic drill sergeant coming out of him yeah. trying to make him move. The problem was that that kid wasn't, a, 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 you know, in uniform under contract. Where if he don't move, he's going to get court-martialed and kicked out of the army. He didn't care. Like, he didn't have to listen to that dude. So, like, that, that was wrong on so many levels. But I don't Again, with him, I don't know if... Uh, it, I don't know if he's so much racist as he is that unconscious bias, that system is in him. And and I I am so slow to call people racist because if it's not overtly racist they have kind of an out to weasel out of it and say, no, I'm not racist. But the problem is that he still has that unconscious bias of, oh, you don't fit in this neighborhood. You can't walk. But again, if it was a white kid walking down there that he didn't know, it probably would have been no problem. It's, it's not racism. It's, 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 a, it's a stereotype. It's a systematic just... It is the truth of being white and wrong. White versus wrong in America. That's what it comes down to. When I say when I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier how adamantly people defend when they they it's 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 apparent how wrong they are. But there's a difference in being white and wrong. It, it's just it's it's there's no way you can justify leaning on somebody's neck for nine minutes. 
but there's a certain level of white that makes that okay. There's a certain level of everything that makes that okay. If you go back to just something as simple as people getting off because of um, their financial situations, being uh, suffering from affluenza, there's a certain level of, of whiteness that makes their, their stuff not wrong. So it's not right and wrong. It's literally white and wrong. And, and it's just sad that we deal with that in America. It's like, because when you look at the situation, and you're just like, he's going to get off. There has been, there has rarely been a case when it comes to black America. We're like, oh, he's going to get off. Like we just, we just don't assume that he's going to get off. And we can have half, we can have half the facts. He said, she said, no videotape. There's probable cause. There, there could be all kind of loopholes and people are going to the Central Park Five got convicted with all kind of loopholes. But we're literally looking at somebody getting their neck nailed, kneeled on for nine minutes. And we think that this guy is going to get off. Like, it's just it's like the justice system is f- that that guilty until proven innocent or beyond a reasonable doubt does not apply when you're looking at the court of white and wrong. So. I'm over it. I'm done. What do you fellas have for us? I'm pissed off. I need a drink. The, the court of white and wrong. I like that. <laughs> um, man, uh, pardon shots. All I got to say, man, is Alabama may lose a congressional seat. I think there's about a 22,000 person um, swing. They're trying to figure out. Um, so we're really, really close. Uh, and right on that line of losing the seat. And, you know, I talked about it a little bit when I talked about the census. Uh, I hope they lose it. I really do. Oh, well, Alabama needs to, right? Brandon said, I think Alabama's the um the only state that's majority conservative or Republican. Everything else is like a little bit, uh, at least a little bit more Democrat. Mm-hmm. It's just the way they gerrymander. Um, so I hope they lose it because we talked about it on that census uh, episode we're not going to lose that one democratic seat that we have because they have to keep that because of the civil rights act. But uh, other than that, they're going to gerrymander away. And so they're going to lose a Republican seat. So I'm good with it. <laughs> I hope they lose it. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Uh, I just want to talk about real quick. Uh, I spoke in how I miss, I long for the days of the affection from my daughter when I come home from work and she run to the door and give me a hug and, uh, even a little bit after that, as soon as I come home, she come in my room and tell me all the kindergarten and first grade gossip. Now I get, I get none of that. It's down to my affection. Now it's down to if I'm fixing her an omelet for breakfast. If she comes downstairs and sees me fixing an omelet for breakfast, then I get, I get a hug. So that's, that's pretty much what it's come to as she's getting ready to enter teenage years. So, um, that has nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to share that and just use this platform to say that I miss, I miss my little, my little baby. Cause that's, <laughs> that's all I get now. So I guess I'll be making omelets for a while, fellas. <laughs> well, I'm going to end on a lighter note. I want to congratulate all our uh, stock experts, our Wolves of Wall Street, uh, who are making a killing and who are breaking the bank off this Dogecoin, a Dogecoin. What is it? How do you pronounce it? 
Are they are they doing Dodge, Dodge coin? I thought Dodge it was Dodge. Coin. Is it is it Dodge? Exactly. Dodge coin? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Dodge. Somebody knows. It's DOG. Yeah, yeah DOG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are flooding my timeline like it is the second coming of Christ. Um congratulations. All I would say is make your money. Get yeah. out before it's too late. Yeah. Uh but it's just been hilarious to hear everybody speculating every all all of a sudden everybody's a, a stockbroker. Um it's gonna be very interesting to see. So good luck. I hope you make your money off it. I missed I missed it. I'm not mad at it. You know, there'll be something else, but congrats. Uh make your money. Yeah, get that money. That's it. As, that Raji, as Raji would say though, don't don't get caught holding the bag. Don't get caught holding the bag because it's gonna be a gonna lot of people. Caught, yeah. yeah, it always that's how it works. Somebody somebody has to lose for everybody to everybody can't win. So, uh, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. <laughs>